Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. This week I wanted to talk to you about what we should be doing with some of these spring bulbs now that they've finished blooming and have been sitting there and some may be already starting to collapse. One of the things you can do to make sure that the bulb puts in all the energy it possibly can into next year's bloom is if that flower this year had actually gotten pollinated by our pollinating insects and there are seeds beginning to form there. Go ahead and deadhead that uh, bulb so that that seed head does not take energy away from the bulb. We're never typically going to see a tulip bulb or a daffodil bulb seed uh, sprouting up in our yard anyway, and eventually we cut the whole thing off. we'll be cutting the whole thing off and oftentimes throw the seed head away. That's energy that should go into the bulb. Deadhead your bulbs if you can to also ensure that you have a great bloom show again in uh, 2017 would be to leave the foliage up uh, as long as possible. Ultimately, you want to leave it there until the bulb uh, the bulb foliage actually fails and, and yellows and browns and collapses all on its own. That's telling you that the bulb's life cycle for this year in 2016 has completed itself naturally uh, as it needs to. If if we have a better growing season for the bulb, the foliage lasts a little bit longer. If it turns off uh, hot and dry, it'll collapse a little sooner. But to maximize the amount of energy that goes into the bulb to ensure that you have good um, flower production in 2017, you need to leave the foliage there absolutely as long as possible. Sometimes it's just impractical to be able to do that, so a a lot of gardeners will maybe cut a third of it off and allow the the remaining foliage to remain upright without the, um, uh, what what I'll call a little bit of the messiness that occurs if the entire leaf or entire leaves are left there. Uh, But you absolutely need to leave that foliage there in order to ensure that the bulb is uh, is getting everything it needs. Um, this is also the time of the year where we don't think about this too much, but you can fertilize the bulb. You can fertilize that bed, uh, and the bulb will take uh, advantage of that fertility, and that the, the bulb or corm or tuber will uh, grab that energy that you've uh, supplied in the way of uh, uh, synthetic fertilizer or decaying organic matter via compost and, and uh, again, be healthier. Uh, we know daffodils will uh, uh, increase in their bulb, bulb size in the soil. Uh, this is just one more way that you can help make sure that there's enough energy so that they can do that and multiply each year and give you more and more bloom show. So that's something that, that uh, needs to be done or could be done. Uh, when we were talking about if you had to cut them down, uh, do as minimal as possible, leave as much up as you can. One of the other practices that has gone on over the years is gardeners will literally braid the leaves together to try to neaten up the patch, neaten up the, the bulb foliage. Um, that's pretty ineffective and harmful. The only food production that occurs after that is that is around the outside edge of that braid. If you would braid it up and then leave it for a few couple of weeks and then unbraid it, you would see all the interior leaves have yellowed and are dying. There's no sunlight getting to them. This this is not a good practice. Uh, it's one that's, you know, kind of one of those urban myth things that occurred and has has occurred, but it is really not uh, really not any good for the for the bulb foliage at all. 
So you don't want to uh, braid or even tie them up together. Each leaf needs to get its share of sunlight in order to make energy for next year's, uh, for the bulb this year and for next year's bloom. So that's something that needs to that needs to happen there. Um, a lot of times as we begin to lay out our beds, if we think about what we're expecting to do, we want spring bulbs certainly, but we're also maybe going to put annuals in front of that or have some other perennial that uh, comes up a bit later than the bulbs do in the springtime. We want to stage these in the bed so that uh, maybe our annuals and or these uh, returning perennials uh, mask, shade, uh, hide uh, that bulb growth that we would rather not look at. So this is a very easy way to, this is a very easy way to do, um, to allow that foliage to live and die naturally is to go ahead and, and, uh, and uh, design the bed from the very beginning to make sure you have room to have things in front of them. Uh, if you've got your bulbs in the ground in a very permanent setting, a lot of times you can plant your annuals right next to or right on top of um, uh, a bulb uh, with no harm at all. Uh, the bulb is deep enough in the ground that you're not harming the bulb by by planting uh, an annual right next to it or if you're planting annuals later in the season and the bulb has already failed, uh, planting right on top of the bulb, it's perfectly okay. The annuals are going to be gone next spring anyway. The bulb's going to come right back up. And in the meantime, you've allowed the foliages then to, uh, to exist and uh, rebuild, rebuild the bulb. So there, these are some of the things we can do with our, our spring bulbs. We have uh, a lot of our early spring perennials are, are um, early to come up, early to bloom, uh, and early to to uh, to senesce and 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 be gone for the rest of the summer. So don't worry about that, but just plan some of those again. Plan some of those other plants uh, to cover them up to hide the fact that they're failing and the foliages are yellowing. You had beautiful spring bloom in the columbines and bleeding hearts. Um, uh, they may not look very good in the middle of the summer as they're really just kind of hanging on at that point. Uh, they're beautiful in the spring. You've enjoyed them. Uh, plant other things around them. Plan for that so that uh, as they fail, you're not, in, you're not encouraged to go out and clip them off. They need all the time they can naturally to support their own root systems and get back in uh, get back into a position again to bloom for us in the next year. So, here, so essentially, what we've talked about today is uh, if you've got a bulb out there that has bloomed and and uh, has actually gotten pollinated, do do the deadheading to put the food into the reserves. Let the foliage remain there as long as you can. Uh, if you have to prune it down, prune as little off as possible. Leave as much as you can till it dies down naturally. Uh, don't do any uh, braiding or tying up of the leaves. That uh, doesn't do anything towards helping the bulb uh, put food reserves away for next year. And as you plan your garden, if you can, um, plan to put other things in front of your bulbs, other things in front of your spring, very early spring perennials that you have, so that you're not looking at uh, dying, uh, scraggly-looking plants and, and bulb foliage all summer long until it dies down naturally. Just benefit from a, a bit of a bit of that design effort as you uh, work in your in your gardens this year. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure. I'll be back again with you next week.